What's up? What's up? What's up? Podcast world, Chad building back at you another episode of This Life Ain't for Everybody. Brought to you again by our friends out of Lynchburg, Tennessee, the one and only Jack Daniels. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. But take Jack with you. Make sure you're safe with it. But if it's a campfire after a deer hunt, duck hunt, turkey hunt, a concert, a festival, which I'm positive we're getting ready to get back into in 2021, take Jack Daniels with you. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for believing in everything we do here at all of our brands and our podcasts, including this one right here, This Life Ain't For Everybody. Today's guest, you heard him here before. You've heard him all over the radio and known our audience. You've seen him live in concert, shaking the Wranglers cowboy hat i call him the new george Strait. john party what's shaking i'm just hanging out that's what we do these days hang out is it affecting you buddy have you i mean are you still staying positive because i've never seen you sad no nah, man i'm busy as hell i mean we work around the farm and everything and just um it's been fun are you working with your dad a bunch no, I mean, he came out here for the wedding and then he uh, stayed a couple of weeks and we got a bunch of stuff done, And but I've still got a bunch of stuff to do. So, And it, is it true that you got married? I'm, I'm pretty sure that you did. I was invited to the wedding and then I was disinvited to the wedding for good reasoning because of COVID, I understand, but you got married to Summer. She's beautiful and she's an awesome soul. How is married life so far? It's great. Same Nothing really changed except the ring. That's about it. She likes that ring, huh? Ah, yeah. I'm talking about me. She she's had the ring for a while. Let me see yours. Uh, it's just a gold little. Uh, it's got cool little designs on it, like a Western style. It's pretty cool. So, is there any highlights? Give me some. Are there any highlights of the fall so far? You uh, have you been down to see Drew and the boys? Have you killed a deer yet? Have you eaten wild game? Are you cooking wild game? What's going on with the the outdoorsy part of John Party? Well, I went in September. I got a nice elk. We went out in Colorado, and so we've been eating a lot of elk. Uh, we that's my favorite wild game animal to eat, and uh, so we got a bunch of it. And we've been eating that, and I've been talking to Drew. Drew hasn't called me back yet, but we're talking maybe this week to head down there. We'll see. Have you been paying attention to some of the deer being killed down there so far? Uh, Tyler Jordan got a big old one, and uh, Ryan Hurd got one. I saw his, and they said duck hunting's been bad, though, out there. It's not been a good duck season. It's been weird all over Arkansas and Louisiana again. It's been weird. I mean, it's warm. I got a video the other day from Montana yesterday in Montana – of thousands of mallards on a pond with open water like it has they said that this water should have been froze at least two months ago like it's a crazy winter we haven't had much one at all yeah nashville's nashville's been cold though we got a lot of snow this year but it goes away comes and goes it's not like montana where it stays what happened there a couple weeks ago with that freaking bomb i mean can you believe this stuff yeah it's crazy man people just getting way too into conspiracy theories and stuff. And that guy's just a nut. Crazy. But nobody got hurt. So that was, I mean, nobody was killed or, and, uh, the only bad part is, is that, you know, the business have to rebuild. I mean, and it destroyed Hooters, which is a super bummer. <laughs> so <laughs> just, like, the number one go-to spot. So like, what, what's I mean, your let's, out? Let's get it, man. Destroyed Hooters downtown. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. 
So what's the outlook like right now? Is there any positive messaging going on? Does it look like you're going to be able to get on the road this year? Are there plans to, or is it still a waiting game? Um, it's a waiting game right now. I'm saying August. I know a lot of people are hoping for earlier, but more realistic, it's going to be August into the fall. Just because, yeah, they got the vaccines, but they're already struggling to, you know, get them out there. I mean, it's, and that everything's brand new, you know, they never done this before. So that takes time. And are you thinking that it'll be uh, kind of still a, a social distance kind of show this year where it's not going to be your normal audiences? That I don't know. I, I don't know. I've heard talk like if you have proof of vaccine or just proof of a negative, negative COVID test that they might do, you know, big events like that. All right. I got to talk to you a little bit about the music. Um, one of the, some of the surprises, um, what, what my summer was full of was the Rancho Fiesta sessions. That was, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was filmed and recorded right where you're sitting now. Is that your shop? Yeah, it's all, it was all recorded out right there. Sounds good in here. It's got a lot of reverb, but it, it gives a nice kind of a sound. Is that we're actually pretty surprised. So how, how do you pick these songs on here? Let's, I don't even want to get to the last one yet because that one blows my mind. I love it. I listen to it a ton, but how do you come? Why do you pick the George Strait songs that you did? Why do you pick honky tonk man? Um, the bottle let me down starts it all off. How, how are these your favorite songs or are they just the ones you were feeling at that time with your band? Um, there's some of my favorite songs and it had a lot to do with 2020. Um, and just, you know, like when we recorded Tom Petty, the waiting's the hardest part. I love that, that message about it. You know, we're all kind of sitting around waiting for the world to get back to normal. And, uh, I always joke with the bottle let me down. I always put in 2020 sure let me down. But back in the early in the early part, it was just kind of joking. We were and I was listening, but I love Merhagger, you know. And so it, it was just fun songs to record. And for the George Strait, I love Right or Wrong. I mean, Right or Wrong, that's a, a standard in when it comes to Western swing, and not a lot of new artists even attempt to record a Western swing song. And that was fun for the band to learn. And I, we've been playing Marina Del Rey in 2019. And we love that song. We already knew it. So I like, right, let's record that. And then um, Joe Diffie, you know, we lost Joe last year and I wanted to, you know, sing one of his songs, my favorite prop metal side jukebox. Um, and yeah, I've got a Keith Whitley tune. I love somebody doing me right. Uh, it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun project. So before we get to, oh my gosh, is it done so well? And I love the production of it, meaning that whoever picked the flow of the songs did a great job. If you want to listen to a great eight song album, just song to song. Um, What did Joe Diffie mean to you? You're, you're, you're in your early thirties, late twenties. You, you were coming up as that guy in high school when Joe Diffie was on top of the world in the late night, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Prop me up against the jukebox, third rock from the sun, John Deere green. I mean, you name it. You, that's, that's just touching the ice tip of the iceberg right there. The guy had tons of songs. What did he mean to you as an artist? Uh, Joe was a great singer. Um, you know, he had some anthems, you know, he always had the anthems still to this day. Like Joe Dick has got some anthems where it's John Deere green pickup man, uh, 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 bigger than Beatles. I hear that on the radio all the time still. Um, 
but he was definitely was a big, you know, he was just always on the radio growing up and it's just to kind of get instilled into you and your, your music. So, and he was definitely a influence of just being a, a great for great country songs too, you know? And he was, uh, he was a nice guy. I got to meet him a couple of years ago for a couple of times. Very nice man. And, and you, and you talked a little bit about honky tonk, man. I don't know where Dwight Yoakam's from. Is he from Kentucky? He's from Kentucky, but he kind of, he kind of like, he basically did what I did in Nashville. He moved to LA, which is unheard of and became a country singer and like, like a country star, like a, basically a legend out of us. His story is like something you'll never really hear again. I don't think so. I even talked to Dwight about that. I was like, man, your, your path was just like not normal. <laughs> he goes, I know it's crazy. Right. But it's cool. I mean, I think Dwight's like the king of cool when it comes to music and just the way he, he presents himself as an artist. And it's, it's been uh honky tonk man. I, I mean, I've been singing that since I was like seven. So I was like, gotta do honky tonk man. Yeah. I, his, his library is amazing to me, but why, why is he so cool? Why he, did he not follow the rules? Was he kind of a Western outlaw to where he had that Bakersfield beat to him? Kind of like Buck Owens did. He always pays tribute to Buck, but why do you call him the coolest of the cool? Is it because of the way he dressed and the way he shook his body when he sang and the way he held his guitar? He kind of had a little bit of Elvis influence on that, but was he just unapologetic and, and he didn't really play by the Nashville rules? Definitely. He just wasn't in that system. And at the time, you know, there wasn't anybody that raw and country, you know, to come out with Honky Tonk Man and guitars and Cadillacs and even fast as you and just kind of a little more rock and roll. And uh, from anywhere from his coats, he kind of brought back the Manuel coats, the, the rhinestone and like and just was always had a real cool kind of style about him, which I, I, I really like that. I, I kind of based some of my styles off Dwight and, you know, kind of reinterpreted into nowadays, but uh, he was just different, you know, and he's, he's undeniable. You know, it's Dwight Yoakam when he's singing. So off just the other side of Dwight Yoakam is his acting off the top of your head, John, what's your favorite role he played? If you have one, if you, I don't know how big of a movie buff you are, but he's been in a lot of movies. He, he, he's good friends with Vince Vaughn. He's been in several Vince Vaughn movies, but what's your favorite off the top of your head? Uh, I think the wedding crashers where he's just opens for wedding crashers on such a, like this would be part of like a legendary movie. And just was like the opening scene. It was like great for Dwight. I thought that was one of his, like best cameo. Like if you don't know it's Dwight, a lot of people won't know it's Dwight, but you know it's Dwight. I was just like, that's what I when I first saw Wedding Crash, I was like, holy shit, it's Dwight Yoko. <laughs> he's like, he's in Wedding Crashers. So <laughs> he's like, uh, that's that right, level. baby. Go comatose for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was probably one of my favorite lows. I mean, of course, Sling Blade, he was great in that, but like just for the, the funnier side of being in something cool like that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, is he's in a new, a new like I don't know what you call it, uh, Showtime or HBO or something. Have you seen that new show that he's been in a little bit? I think Billy Bob Thornton's in that one as well. Have you uh, seen? I haven't. Yeah, I can't uh, even. Uh, the I name's been, skipping me. I haven't me. really watching too much TV. So, uh, staying on TV or movies for a second, and you you mentioned Wedding Crashers. 
I tell everybody I think it's the funniest movie ever made. I know that there's the 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 legendary classics like Fletch and Caddyshack and Christmas Vacation and Vacation and all of those are hilarious. And then you have Superbad and you have all the Adam Sandler movies. You have great ones of our time. I'm older than you, but we we kind of watch the same movies. Do you think Wedding Crashers is one of the funniest, if not the funniest movie ever? Uh, uh, I don't know. There, Wedding Crashers is really funny and fun. Uh, there's so many one-liners off that, but um, I don't. You know, that's that's a tough one. I don't know about the funniest movie ever. I mean, there's. I mean, there's. If you look, if you want to talk funny, you can go back and watch the Eddie Murphy movie, and that might be some of the funniest stuff ever been put on film. I mean, I, I can't argue with you. There's so many good Eddie Murphy and his stand-up. He's the king of stand-up, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like I watched like they're doing it coming to America too. I saw that. Um, and but like trading places, and some of I mean, just some of the just legend. Like it's so funny. Yeah, you just laugh your butt off. He, so back to Rancho Fiesta. Number eight is Sinead O'Connor. You're John Party. Well, it's not Sinead. Okay, it's, not it's, it, it's Prince. Prince wrote it. Prince wrote it, and I, I just, I just did Prince's version. Like Prince's if you go version. back and find Prince's ver- version, it's very similar to mine. Okay, so Prince is the influence. I, I, I imagine that Sinead wasn't an influence. She might have been, but Prince is a big influence of you. His stage presence, his songwriting, his guitar playing, his musicianship. What, what intrigues you, John Party, about Prince? Honestly, I just started listening to Prince, like going down his catalog the past couple of years. And, it, and it's just, it was just like a case study, you know, like I was like, I don't see what Prince is all about. You know, like, of course, you hear his big hits and everything, but like, he was just really uh, kind of really smart into music. You know, he was, he was trained vocally. Like <clears throat> my vocal coach said Prince was like, got his he went to school for vocal coaching. And so he knew all these octaves and played, he played all his instruments on his albums. And he was just a really, really cool kind of musical genius guy. And just kind of going back. So I had like part of his catalog on iTunes. I was listening and I was listening to all of them. And then I heard nothing compares to you. And I never heard the Sinead O'Connor version. I didn't even know that was her only hit. Like I did. And I, in fact, when I heard the Sinead O'Connor version, I didn't think it was that good. Um, I was kind of like scratching my head, like this was a huge hit, like really, like Prince's is ten times better, and so I just kept listening to nothing compares to you, and I was like, man, we should throw that on the Rancho Fiesta session. This is a because to me it was like it had country lyrics, like it was you know I, I felt like that's kind of like a country song, you know you could hear that nothing compares to you, all the flowers in the backyard died, you know it's just there's so many lines that I kind of. I thought, I was like, this is a great country song. So that's kind of why we recorded that. Yeah, it's crazy because anybody that's your age or younger or probably my age or younger might not necessarily know that Prince had anything to do with that song because Sinead O'Connor, her hit became worldwide success for her. That, that was, was like, crazy. that was her whole career. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, I mean, her version's still good, but I, it's just for me personally, I was like, I, I didn't see what the big deal was about, but I guess... I just love Prince's version. It's so, it's so more like, it's just cool. <laughs> That's, and, and I just wanted to be a part of that. So it's fun, you know, and you want to, you want to step out and record an outside song like that. That's, 
people are kind of like, whoa, you were saying that song, but it's awesome. We, we actually played a private show last year. It was like a Christmas miracle. And it, we played, they're big fans and we played nothing compares to you. And I'm telling you, there wasn't a lot of people there, but it brought down the house, man. I was like, I want to play live so bad because I feel like that would be like the closing song, you know, and the saxophone lead. And then, you know, you could put purple lights up for Prince and stuff. And I, it was just, it was really cool to, to have a little bit of that fan reaction to see like, they love nothing compared to you. <laughs> I mean, right when we kicked in, they knew it. They knew the song was coming. Yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. What are you listening to right now as far as what's on the radio right now of I don't know what do you call it, top forty country? What what do you what are you liking right now with some of your 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 friends? You are your friends with a lot of the people that we hear on the radio. What are you digging right now? Let's start with females. Any females out there you're digging on right now that what they're putting out? Oh, Lainey Wilson, she's doing some cool stuff. Uh, Miranda, I thought Miranda made a great record and that tequila song she's got is pretty cool. We all got tequila song. Um, I don't know. Miranda's definitely always, I think one of the, the best way to describe an artist that is her own thing. You know, of course you got Karen Dewood. Um, I, I, I think Mary Morris is making some cool music. She's, she's done a good job at being really successful on, on radio and, and for a long time girls, weren't you know they always said they weren't getting played but it's like Marin and, and kelsey they're all killing it now so we kind of work we got our girls back going on um but Haley witters she's put out some cool new music um and uh yeah ashley mcbride there's all kinds of cool cool chicks out there now without putting you on the spot but kind of putting you on the spot is miranda lambert the best female artist since dolly parton um, or is it hard to say there's a best, but it, as far as songwriting stage presence and delivery is, I mean, the, Dolly's the best in my opinion ever. They're, they're two different animals, man, where, you know, Rand's been more, she's more of like the outlaw kind of outspoken, you know, don't mess, don't mess with Miranda. Uh, and she just had a good attitude, great attitude about her. And, and you know, it's her singing and, and she has, you know, she's from Texas and, she has that vibe, and I think uh, that's what kind of really we all love about her. And uh, it, it's hard to put anybody compared to Dolly because Dolly had some massive songs. I mean, massive songs. Uh, I Will Always Love You, especially when The Bodyguard came out. Um, and even, you know, she, her career is just getting bigger and bigger now because everybody loves Dolly Parton. And, and Dolly's awesome, man. She's a cool chick. Um You've met Dolly but, Parton? Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to compare. You've met Dolly? I have not met Dolly, but just people that I know know her, and she's she's just funny. Because <laughs> well, one of my friend's moms works for Dolly, and I get Summer and Leslie went to go see her at her, like she was doing this fundraiser last year. And Something she made a joke. Dolly made a joke. She asked where I was, and she go, and like in her sash, she go, "Well, I'm just not good enough for him." I was like, "Oh, I would have gone trust me." Like, hey, whoa, like, don't be throwing jabs out there. <laughs> but I was just, I've heard stories. She's so fun and funny, and 
Uh, and if you watch any award show, like I was at the CMAs one time and she got up and did a, a, an acceptance speech and like you could hear a pin drop and we we're laughing and like she's so charismatic and so good at talking. Um, and, I, I, you know, she's a great storyteller. And that's that's one of the, like the old school thing that we we as human beings right now, I don't that's going to be an, a kind of a lost thing telling stories. Cause we're always on the phone or we're always looking at Instagram, you know, but back in the day, you just had to be good. And, and we are, we all know good storytellers out there still out there, but they're not as much as they used to be, I think. But yeah, she's, she's awesome. Okay. So switch over to guys. Now your buddies that are out there, you had a, a, a great radio single with nothing, uh, nothing that a beer can't fix with Thomas Rhett. Um, what are you liking out there right now? Is there too many to list right now? There's a lot. I mean, uh, Eric, Eric Church's new single, pretty cool. I mean, of course, Morgan put out a huge album, and it's pretty badass. Like, a lot of, lot of good songs on that. Um, let's see. There's a lot. I'd have to look, you know. There's so much, but those are two of my favorite. I, you know, Dirks' new song is really catchy. Got that gone one. That one's it kind of grew on me. And, um, I mean, there's just, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, what, what's played on the radio, it stays on the radio so long. And then everybody on the streaming, like just shelling out music. So it's hard to, you know, you got slow and you got fast. It's hard to kind of keep up with what's going on. Are you a fan of what Combs is doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luke's great. I mean, um, I was just first come, he, his album came out last year and, um, so I would, you know, he's working on, he's working on a new album. We actually, we, uh, got to write, uh, this last year on our off time. He, he don't live too far from me. Um, but well, it looked like 45 minutes, but we're, we're going to try to write again. And, uh, yeah, so I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of Luke Combs and, and everybody is coming out. And, uh, I, I feel like the songwriting is getting more real. Like the songwriting, the, the girls and the guys are coming out with now are more real and kind of involved in what's they're going on in their life more than ever. So it's pretty cool. So if you were coming up in the late nineties, you were in middle school, probably you were probably in elementary school in the late nineties. When were you born, John? What year? 85. Okay. So guy, you're, you're, uh, you're 50, let's say you're, uh, 13, 14 years old when the hat pack is breaking in with Mark Chestnut, Tracy Lawrence, Garth Brooks. Um, who else am I missing in the hat pack? Was that the three of them, or was there another one? Chestnut, Lawrence, Garth, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson for sure. Good call. If you're Mark in that, Mark George, Chestnut. Uh, let's see, Clint Black. Clint Black. Um, yep. Now Travis Tritt's huge at that time, but he doesn't wear a hat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that, kind of like there ain't no too many people wearing hats anymore. Are there any besides you? In Leith Lofton? <laughs> uh, well, you got Justin Moore. Justin Moore wears and one. Justin Lynch, Justin Lynch. That's Tim McGraw. I like Keaton Chesney. Um, there's some other. I mean, there's probably, there's other. I, I see a lot of younger artists in Nashville kind of playing whiskey jam. You'll see a couple artists wearing hats. It, it, we're still holding on. What do you think of? The art we talked about, you said Mark Chestnut. 
Are you a huge fan? I'm a huge fan. I want to hear his music more and more every time I listen to it. But did, were you a big fan of Chestnut? Oh yeah, I love I love Mark Chestnut. Um, we actually for Rancho Fiesta's the session we actually cut Bubba Shot the Jukebox. We we put a Mark song on there. We wanted to get that, and actually I'm gonna have Ryan remix that because I think it'd be fun to listen to. But it came out good. It was just it was we had to put eight we could only have eight songs from the label for licensing deal so we it was just it wasn't the strongest out of all the like the live performances i mean we, we recorded troubadour we recorded uh so many other i mean like three or four other songs that just didn't have the magic and that's that's normal with studio stuff but like if we really wanted to do it, we'd have to go the next day and do it all over again and try to get a better recording but uh these were like some of the the best track. So uh, Bubba shot the jukebox got kind of got to just, you know, for another time. Yeah. I love Mark Chestnut, man. Uh, his album he did with Pete Anderson is really good too. I don't know if you, I forget what it's called, but it's pretty awesome. It's both of them on it. Huh? What is it? It's a, a double of both of these guys are on it. Who did you say? Who Anderson? Pete Anderson. He was uh, Dwight's first guitar player that produced a lot of uh, Dwight's big hits. So he produced this album for Chestnut? Yeah. I'm going to pull it up right now. It wasn't the one with going through the big D on it, was it? No. This one was, I mean, he still puts new records out. His tradition lives really good, but it's it's just called Mark Chestnut Outlaw. That's a pretty cool, it's pretty cool uh, record. He covered like, some Waylon Jennings and, and somebody recorded uh, Desperados waiting on a train. Like there's some cool. Cool stuff on that album. If you haven't heard it, it's called Outlaw. I'm going to get it today. Yeah, it's cool. So, what's up with you right now? With is there a new record on the horizon? There's rumors of a new single. What's going on right now with Party? Yeah, we got the uh, Tequila Little Times, my my new single. It's going to be the last single off uh, Heartache Medication, and I'm currently writing. Going to start writing and getting some retreats in and doing like a big writer's camp and get writing. And then we're going to shoot for May to record the record. And then we'll see how fast we can get it out. Will this be a studio album or a Rancho Fiesta album? No, it's going to be a studio album. Back in the studio. But we did talk about, we did talk about doing another, you know, after the next record, get together and do another Rancho Fiesta thing. Cause I think fans enjoy it, you know, and especially if it's just like eight songs and, and different things like, you know, when you record us compares to you that you get to, and it's just got a fun sound to it. So we talked about doing like, you know, another one of those down the road, but I'll definitely need a, a new album full of new music, new John party music, but I would definitely love a, just an entire series. I don't know if it's once every year you put out seven or eight songs, Rancho Fiesta, two, three, four, and five. And, and just do your favorites. That's I just think it's a cool vibe. And then you throw in one of those people, those ones like the Prince track. Nothing compares to you, and it makes people go, "What the hell is Party doing?" I mean, you might put a little Guns and Roses on there. You might put a little Queen on. Like you could do a little Queen, do a little Freddie want. Mercury. You do whatever killer. you want. Um, I uh, yeah, no, that's definitely we definitely talked about that because um, it's just fun and it gets a guy who can play with the band and record music. But you definitely need some new music. Yeah, I can't wait for it. The last album, I mean, every one of your, your, especially the last two albums, you talk about hits and 
in a run. I mean, on the album before Heartache Medication, you how many number ones were off of that? Three for sure. I think yeah, there's three. But I mean, it's crazy, you know. Like everybody wants number one, but if you get a top five, like that's really good. You, like we got. I was bummed I didn't get three number ones in 2020 because that would have been awesome. But I got two number ones and a two. And getting a number two in, in, in anything is hard to get just like a number one is. And um, my point is Night Shift went to number four on the charts, but it's my biggest stream. It's one of the biggest streaming songs in the stream in the stream places and streaming services. So um, you, it's just, it's crazy, you know, it's, but it, it's awesome. That, you know, you just get played on the radio. I mean, that's, that's the goal. So, um, but yeah, no, it's been fun, but the next album, we got some really cool songs. We got, we got in a pile and I just want to get a little bit more. And, uh, I think the next record is going to be really big. So I'm going to ask you, John, cause when I was texting you, I told you I would, do you have your guitar with you? Yeah. I want to hear, yeah. I, I want to hear this. When does this, when does the new single release? I think it releases tomorrow. I don't know. I thought it was the 19th. I don't know. I'll have to ask Melanie. So can we tease this before it releases? Will that be a big deal or do we have to wait? No, it's already released really. You know, it, it's on, it's on the internet. So it's, it's not like it's on iTunes. So it's, it's out there. It's just going to be played on the radio. And how, how, how do you see this climbing in today's, the climate of country music. How does this song climb the charts? What's pe- what are people going to think of it? I don't know. I hope people have fun when they hear it. I hope it makes them happy. I hope it makes you want to make a margarita or have a, a tequila drink or, or just have a beer and just dance and feel good. And I, I we we're choosing songs for the last single off the Heartache Medication record. I was like, man, tequila little time is just fun. It makes you happy. You remember it. And I, you know, I love the mariachi horns in it and, and um, it's just a fun song and it's fun to play live. And I'm just hoping, I hope it's a big old hit, you know, you never really know, but uh, it it's catchy and fun. And I think, I think for the most part, if you got a song that's going to be played on the radio and it makes people happy, you can't go wrong with it. Who's, who are the writers on it? Uh, me, I, I wrote that with Red Akins and Luke Laird. The wordplay is to kill a little time is you hear that daily. We got to kill a little time before our doctor's appointment. You got to kill a little time while your car's being washed. Tequila, little time. A lot of people choose spirits to to pass the time or to have a good time. Is this something that just pops into your head or or Thomas's head one day, like to to make this wordplay? It was Rhett Thomas's dad. Oh, it's Thomas's dad. Yeah, so this is a funny story how I wrote this song. We were sitting, we were on a retreat. What I, It's like a writer's retreat. We are in Northern California. And <clears throat> it was the last day. We'd written like four songs already. And we're kind of sitting around. I mean, it was like one o'clock, you know. If, if you don't got nothing started by one, that's a tough, like you're pulling, you, it's a tough, you're pulling on your, your songwriting gear, trying to, cranking them, trying to get something good. It was dead silent, and Rhett was on the couch laying down with his dip cup, a dip spit like spitting into a water bottle. And he just goes, Tequila, a little time. 
just out of that. And I popped up and we wrote it in an hour. Just like out of that. We're like, this is great. This is a great idea. And it just popped out of Rhett's mouth. I'll never forget it. And we're like, I like that. To keep a little time. <laughs> and we just, I, and I mean, two hours later, we were working on the little work tape. It was God, pretty that fun. Is so cool. That is such to a just freaking have like talent. A, or you could have a dreadful day of not getting anything and you're trying to come up with ideas and just boom, it just falls out of the sky. So that was why I always thought to keep a little time was special because it, it was, it was just out of nowhere. We, we, we thought we weren't going to get a song and then we ended up with to keep a little time. I love it. I love the wordplay. Have you written with DLM, D- David Lee Murphy? Uh, uh, back in the day. Could you? He's been, even writing, count- he's been writing a lot with Bart and, and, and some stuff. And I'm not saying we might not get a date in, um, but he, he's been, he's been writing songs, you know, he'll send me songs that, uh, to, you know, for me to listen to. So he's, he's on, I think he's on the radar. He's he's trying to get on the record, which is awesome. Can you imagine leaving? Well, I'm sure you can imagine it, but leaving Dixon, California, there's a fair there moving to Nashville, Tennessee. And like dust on the bottle is arguably one of the biggest hits of the nineties, if not the biggest, cause it's just like you, you hear that riff today and you're still like, Oh my God, dust on the bottle. And the whole first, you know, the whole idea of that song, you're writing with him, you're writing with red Akins, you're writing with guys that are legendary. And there's more than that, that you've written with. Did you ever imagine it, John? I know your goal was to become a country Western songwriter, singer, but did you ever imagine your career would do this? Um, I, you know, there's parts of my career that I, you know, I, I learned that this is a part of it. Like when you go to that, I didn't know, you know, I, co-writing was, I didn't learn about co-writing when I was about 18. You, I thought everybody wrote by himself. Cause I back, back, you know, in the college days, I was writing a lot by myself. Um, so I really learned about co-writing in, in Nashville and so, but I, I think I knew I was going to do something. I think I had that, that attitude, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll make it, you know, I'll, I'll do something, but you just never know what that something's going to be. I remember when you came into my booth at NWTF and sat down and I still have the video somewhere I filmed you, but you were doing always picking up what I can't put down and gosh, that still must it's still one of my favorite songs. I love write you a song too. I could jam write you a song every minute of the day. <laughs> jam and that whole record. I love that first record. That record's insane. I because you got my hometown in the in uh write you a song, right? Reno's in yeah, that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember you sitting there and 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 you were you didn't even have a I don't even think you had a single yet. Even that song wasn't even a single yet at the time when you did that must have been two thousand. 11 2012 you're in my booth singing that song that sounds about right god remember it's crazy what your career has done especially like when i see in reno and st louis and these all the places i've seen you play the crowd freaking loves it man so tequila little time written by john party red akins and who luke laird luke laird uh red just just to little information on that Rhett, Rhett and Luke are BMI songwriters of the year, like m- multiple years. So this is off of heartache medication. Yeah. 
hold on. I want to, I want to make sure that we get this right for the promo because I, I want, Hey, I, I just want a little, a little part of, you know, helping John party promote a single that's about, it's going to go number one and probably, how long does it take, John? Is it going to be eight? Is it six months? How long does it take? I don't know, man. Sometimes, sometimes it could go anywhere from 40 to 60 weeks. So but this, this it's definitely going to be prime time summer single when when you hear it on the radio. You know, it's starting to start getting a little warmer. I can't wait to be in the pool jam. I love this song. This is Tequila Little Time, written by John Party, Red Akins, and what's Luke's last name? Luke Laird. Luke Laird's off the Heartache Medication album. It releases this week. Here we go. I don't mean to cry Saw the tears falling from your eyes And I thought you're too pretty not to wear a smile Hope you don't mind if I sit down for a while Cause I want to keep a little time with you A little song and a line will do Yeah, for me will you bring us to I want to keep a little time with you Talking it all out See what you're all about I hope you want to keep a little time with me too ooh, ooh. We don't have to sit and talk about the past Here's a moving forward and not looking back Little later we can take it to the dance floor But until then let's order a couple more Cause I want to keep a little time with you A little sun and a lime will do If our man will you bring us to I want to keep a little time with you Talking it all out See what you're all about I hope you want a tequila little time with me too It's good to see you laughing I guess this had to happen Now let's just get to dancing Cause I want tequila little time with you A little song and a lime will do if our man will you bring us to, I want to keep a little time with you. Talking it all out, see what you're all about. I hope you want to keep a little time with me too. Hope you want to keep a little time with me Oh, it's going to be a smash, my man. That is going to be a smash. I hope so. I was thinking, I forgot to talk about Dylan Carmichael. Um, I was thinking about new artists coming out, and he's a new artist, and I produced his new single, Hot Beer. Um, so check that out, too, if you, if you haven't heard of Dylan Carmichael. I like his stuff a lot. He is a, yeah, con- no, a Kentucky boy, too? 
Yeah, yeah. He's he's a great dude, and we had a lot of fun in studio. I think we're gonna do. We're hope we're gonna record a little bit more. We had it's pretty good stuff, but he, we got some good good songs. He got this song called Big Truck. I can't wait till it comes out, man. It's so good, uh, and it was just fun to work on a, his project for him. So um, another guy kind of coming up that's got some good music. I think it's awesome that you do that, that you had help when you got there and you're in, you're still young as heck in the industry, all these number one hits and all these tours, all this accreditation, and you're just starting and you're already helping up and comers, man. That's like, that's what your daddy taught you to do. That's what your mom taught you to do. That's, that's really what it's all about. You know, whether it's hunting or fishing or what you're doing, helping the next generation out, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, we had fun doing it too. Okay. Last thing I'm going to ask you is keep an open mind to this. Two things. You and Summer at one of my pool parties this summer when you're out west on a western swing, coming in here and hanging out at the pool one day and just saying hello to my casa. And number two, next month in February, pretty close to your hometown, a little bit north, a late season snow goose and speckle belly goose hunt where we're going to stack them up. I'm going to text you the dates, see if you can make it worth, come out, visit some family and bring your dad and let's have a hunt before the season's out, before turkey season gets here. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Uh, We're trying to get out there late February or March, so we'll see. Oh, well, that might work perfect because – Turkey opens March 27th, but the goose season goes until February 20, 28th, I think. Yeah, say- we're just hoping, you know, we want to give a little time. California's kind of, you know, on lockdown still, so we want to give a little bit of time to hopefully, yeah. you know, get over the hill. That's John Party. Absolute badass in country music. A great dude. Humble as they come. Thank you very much again for what you did for Tony. Did you get some wine? Oh, yeah, man. They're great. They were so fun. That was awesome. I can't wait for that deal to be put together, too. We'll talk more about that later. John's new single, Tequila Little Time, absolutely going to be a smash. I love it. John, thank you again for being here, my man. Thanks, man. That's John Party. This episode, again, has been brought to you by Jack Daniels. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. And listen to John Party. Stream his stuff. Get his new single in your ears. It's going to be a summertime smash, a feel-good song to get us through this 2020 hump that we're still riding out right now. Let's get through it together. Thank you all for listening to This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast. We'll be back at you with another exciting episode soon. Tom, hit that button. This is going to be... I don't know. Can I play Can I play that song on the way out, the studio version? Or is that a no-no yeah. with publishing? We're going to play that. This is this is the studio version of Tequila Little Time by John Party off of the Heartache Medication album. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Thank y'all very much for listening.